coming up. Readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland-approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb stormlight. Hone sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. What's up, Eurythiru scholars? This is Steven from Phantology with another episode of our Stormlight Archive Rhythm of War pre-release chapters. We're talking chapter 16, which came out earlier today. And this time I am actually up to date with Sanderson's latest Reddit post. In the past, that has not been the case. And I've said some things on these episodes that has been immediately disproved so i'm gonna try to stay away from that he doesn't always post them in time is the problem but in this case i did check right before and i have a few details so in this post he talked about and for those of you who aren't familiar you can look up u slash misborn that's his handle on reddit he has a lot of karma it is legit and he's doing annotations for all of these pre-release chapters so check those out for a few extra tidbits and he talks about uh, how he chose the viewpoint of this chapter and just in general what his philosophy is on viewpoint sprawl as he calls it he said growing up he liked a lot of these big epic fantasies surprise surprise but one issue that he thought they suffered from was having these huge amount of characters ultimately just creating too many voices in the story so some plot lines wouldn't really go anywhere and the stories become kind of bloated and he really wanted to cut that out of Stormlight. I mean, you could argue this next book, Rhythm of War, I think is over 1,200 pages long. We got an official page count this week. So, I mean, is that bloated? Maybe. I'm fine with it. I love it. I'll read every page, as many pages as he writes. But I think he's you know, kind of doing a not-so-subtle thing here at some series. I think we kind of know what he's talking about here, <clears throat> Song of Ice and Fire. But... In this case, he wants to try to avoid this. And so that's why he has Navani. He has Navani's viewpoint more in at least this first part of Rhythm of War. A lot of people are like, why is there no Dalinar? We need more Zeth. And he says he ultimately decides whose viewpoint brings the most to the plot that he's trying to go through in that area of the story. And in this case, it is Navani. He did say we'll get a lot of Dalinar later on in a part that makes more sense. For his character, he also said we're not going to get much Zeth in this book. It's mostly just going to be in one interlude. So even less than we got in Oathbringer, which I'm a little disappointed in. But we can wait for book five, which I assume will still be Zeth's flashbacks and journey back to Shinovar. Hopefully that doesn't change. Originally, I believe the plan was for Stones on Hollow to be book three, and then he changed the ordering around. So I'm looking forward to more Zeth. I'd like some backstory there. In his Reddit post, he also said that Vasher actually said his commands. He did audibly say the commands from chapter 15. So I know some people were wondering about that, like, oh, Vasher can do this without talking. What does that mean? But no, he did actually audibly voice them. Kaladin just didn't hear them. And he told us that there will be three more weeks of Stormlight chapters of Rhythm of War 
chapters, and then we'll get a big one on the fourth Tuesday, four weeks from today, I guess. And the big one, obviously, the rest of the 1,200-page book. So looking forward to that. Can, couldn't be more pumped. And then we'll get Don Shard within like a week or maybe a little bit longer. He's he's hoping for the end of the end of October. Today's the 20th, so we're getting pretty close there. So that's like 57K words, I think, is what he said it came in at, like more than double what he was planning on. But apparently, if you have the Lopin in there, that really increases the word count. Anyway, so chapter 16. So this chapter... Less action for sure. So the previous chapters had some action. They had some big Cosmere important things. They're a little more exciting. We could say this one more character. And the Navani viewpoint is the character. And I thought it was fun to see, to see Zeth. Fun to see Dalinar a little bit. Teravangian even on camera. Gavinar still a thing. But for me, the Navani viewpoint is like pretty meh. I mean, I like Navani. She's a good character. But at the same time, seeing the world through her eyes is not all that different to me than seeing it through some other eyes. So she doesn't bring as much to the table as like getting a Kaladin viewpoint. And maybe that's just because we have Kaladin's backstories. We know him so much more. We don't have that for Navani yet. I don't believe she's planned to be one of the flashback characters. So while I like the character, I don't get super pumped for the Navani viewpoint. Go ahead and tell me why I'm wrong in the comments or join Discord, join the Phantology Discord and let me know your theories, etc. But yeah, I don't know. Navani's just all right for me. And then we get what seems to be the lead up to the end of her lectures at the beginning of the chapter and she's getting into now fused Fabriel weapons. And we've seen this a little bit with the EMP weapon that Lysian, Lysian, the pursuer had in the fight with Kaladin that was subsequently taken then. So we're going to study these things more. And I believe they had also said they had some spears and swords that like sucked the gem, the, uh, the stormlight out of them. So those seem interesting, scary, I guess uh, maybe we'll get some more details. And then speaking of fused weapons, this, this chapter spends a lot of time with this spear from Zeth via Gavilar back at the very beginning of the Way of Kings. Haven't seen it for a long time, and here it is again. And so what is this thing? Is it another fused weapon? We don't really know yet, obviously, right? And there's going to be a lot of theories around this. I don't know if I have a great one yet, but I'll give you some details around it. So this is different than typical Void Light Spears. It's described as being a very nice diamond a very expensive diamond i think they say do they use the word perfect i don't remember later on when she gives it to the scholars so is it containing an unmade i don't know it seems like i mean it warps the air around it it seems very strange but for it to have an entire unmade that that doesn't quite fit but i don't i don't know what does fit it's interesting that relaine doesn't like it i'll read the quote from him later on but let me know what theories you have about this spear. Interested to see what people are thinking, because I'm not a great one. So Navani also kind of speculates here, you know, Gavilar had this spear and he had other ones, other void light spears, but this was all before the Everstorm happened. So how did he do this? And I guess connecting back to the prologue here, we assume from Braze, maybe? I mean, we know that they have some, 
he, he's figured out something with the Sons of Honor for some inter-Cosmere travel here. And Bray's, obviously, you know, Odium resides there, would be able to probably infuse this type of energy. So we assume there's been some transportation back and forth here. So maybe this sphere is from Bray's and has some piece of Odium or something that's really going to cause problems later on when it inevitably falls into the wrong hands. Of course, that's going to happen with something like this. So Zeth is here. It's kind of freaky. He's been imprisoned for the entire year, and Navani is very put off by him. We understand more of Zeth, so this is interesting. interesting again to see a character through someone else's eyes. We haven't seen this interaction much. I don't think we've ever seen this before on camera, but Zeth and Navani in the same room. And Zeth asks, asks her, do you hate me? And Navani says, yes, yes, I do. And Zeth says, good, thank you. And Navani is like, get me out of here because I cannot stand to be in the presence of this person, of this, of this guy who has killed, who has, who has wrought a path of blood throughout all of Roshar. Makes sense for her, but also as, as readers who know a little bit more about Zeth, we're like, oh man, we're like there's a reason here and we feel terrible for him. But for Navani, she's like, this guy's freaky. Stay away. Interesting that Zeth has been here for a year. Like, is there a plan here? He's been sitting here with Nightblood in a prison. The prison is totally ineffectual because he could get out anytime he wants. It's really just the ideal that he has to follow Dalinar Kolin. However, Dalinar Kolin is imprisoning him, kind of similar to when Kaladin was imprisoned. And he got all mad at Dalinar Kolin. Zeth seems fine with it. But is there a plan? Like, what are what are what is Dalinar Kolin's plan to do with his new vassal here? We're not surely we can't just leave him in the prison. But it's been a year, and we haven't done anything with him yet. So I'm a little confused. I'd like to get Dalinar's perspective on what he thinks about Zeth. My theory, actually, no. You know what? The heck? Let's make this a phantology guarantee. Phantology is guaranteeing that Zeth will get out of his prison. I mean, duh. And he will save the day during the raid that is going to be upcoming with Venli and her new master that I don't remember her name, the new one that came in a couple chapters ago. So guarantee Zeth will save the day. He will come in unexpectedly and with much drama and plum and save all of you through. So I like that idea. I also like the idea that Nightblood has been talking to everyone that walks past kind of freaky i mean just to hear nightblood's voice in your head as you walk by imagine like a a maid walking by the tray of food getting freaked out and scurrying past and eventually down our told that three times to knock it off with nightblood and nightblood finally listened so we cut scene here and we get some more details about yuthiru good little details how it's built into the mountain how tall it is the outside here with now this groupings of a lot of different people from different nationalities coming together. It's nice to see this nation, this coalition of nations. Rather, finally, this was what we were going for in Oathbringer, and looks like it's been a little bit successful. So that's nice. Here's a conspiracy theory for you, though. So we have 10 tiers of 18 floors, which is how Navani describes it. Why 18? Everything else is all built on 5 or 10. 18? is half of nine, and nine is the odium number. So is there some sinister 
part of year three, we don't know enough about it, is something about year three not quite right. I don't know if I'm going full on conspiracy theory here, like that GIF from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but uh, I think there could be something here. I mean, why 18? It's it's a number that he chose for a reason, obviously, and he easily could have chosen 10 or 20 or 5 or or anything, so... Yeah, that that's a little strange to me. I guess we'll see. Probably nothing. I don't know. Not everything is is meaningful, but this could be one. Okay, so Gavinor, again, is a thing. He's still around. It's been a year since his father died. He's like five years old. And Navani has some good moments here, some good moments with her grandson, some good reflections on Elokar. This is sad. And what's this kid's future? So there's something wrong with him. Apparently, he's like stunted growth. And maybe this is because of all his time or trauma in Kolinar. But uh, is there anything else going on? And what's his future? Why is he a character? Even is there going to be some kind of revenge thing in the future? He's only five years old. So a lot of years have to pass before he can really do anything meaningful. I can see the thing right now. I kind of wonder the same thing about Kaladin's younger brother, whose name escapes me right now. But why are they things here? I I'm guessing it's setting up the time jump that's going to happen after uh, book five, after our theory about the Oath Pack being reformed. Another Phantology guarantee. Ping us on Discord for more info on that theory. I like the year theory of science here. I feel like I was actually learning things. And for a second, I was like, wait a second, this isn't quite right. Are my inclinations about how pressure and temperature works actually wrong and then i'm glad navani was like uh, actually no the tower is probably doing something here to make this work out so things get warmer and the pressure goes the opposite way that you would expect before a high storm comes and the theory here that we're postulating is that the tower itself is bracing for the incoming high storm which means that the tower is still alive right kinda at least so does that mean then the sibling is not dead? I mean, we were told it was nearly dead, but maybe not 100% dead. Hopefully not a full-on dead-eye. Dalinar and Teravangian are hanging out. They kind of walk by Navani. And I think this is good, but at the same time, I want more intrigue here. And I don't always love how Sanderson does intrigue. Like, all the politics in Mistborn, eh, not my favorite part of the series. I would love more, like... Song of Ice and Fire level intrigue here of, you know, the moves that the different kings are making. And Teravangian obviously has got this whole secret thing going on with the diagram that we don't know about yet. So let's get some more details here about this coalition, about the way that the leaders of the nations here are interacting. That's what I want anyway. That's that's my ask for Rhythm of War. That's what I'd like to see Dalinar doing a bit more of getting better at politics. Hopefully he does better than Ned Stark. So Navani gives off the diamond, the you know the, the spear that we were talking about earlier that warps the air around it from Zeth and Gavilar. She gives it off to the scholars. She delegates this responsibility. She reflects on it. The quote from Relaine is, I don't know what that is, brightness, but it feels painful. Void light is dangerously inviting. Like if I touched it, my body would drink it in eagerly. That thing is different. It has a song I've never heard, and it vibrates wrong against my soul. So how did I do there, Michael and Kate, with that reading? But this is like, okay, something's going on here, and, and someone please tell me 
what this is. Let me know what your theories are because I don't know. I, I don't have a theory here yet on this other than that it's from Braze somehow and somehow connected to Odium, but it's different than Void Light and Relaine is, is repulsed by it. So it's not something native to Roshar. It's got to be a Braze thing, right? It's got to be an Odium thing. So let me know what you guys think. And now can I just say, seriously, they threw the King's Drop, the perfect gemstone that was holding Nergal, I probably butchered that, the Thrill unmade that Dalinar captured in the end of Oathbringer. They threw that into the sea, seriously? Like, what a terrible decision. Does anyone honestly think that this will not be recovered at some point by the unmade? We're literally going to drop this into the ocean. That is the best decision we could make here. Terrible decision by our characters. I am so embarrassed for everyone in Roshar that this happened. I mean, Navani, Downer, come on. Yasna, you let this happen, really? Terrible. I am I am ashamed. Have they not read The Wheel of Time? I know Sanderson's read The Wheel of Time. No spoilers there. But there is a certain Tarangrel that is supposed to be thrown into the sea. And that doesn't go well. So, oh my gosh. What are we doing, guys? Ugh. I'm, yeah, I'm sure that this is going to come back to bite us. All right, moving past that. So Shallan and Adolin are kind of irreverent. Later on, there's a father-son rift. Obviously, we kind of talked about this a couple of books ago when it seemed obvious that Adolin was less than impressed by what he learned in Oathbringer about his father. And there is a rift going on here now. Let's see where this goes. I think this is good. I think this has some good opportunity for some good character growth and kind of needed to happen. You don't like to see it, but at the same time, I think it's good for our characters. Maybe not good for our characters, but it's good for us as readers to explore this. This is interesting. And finally, we learned the mink is still a thing. This is the general from Herdaz. He's the Herdazian, I believe, that we rescued earlier on in the book. And he makes this nice comment that it wasn't the Voidbringers. Incorrect name, by the way. We don't call them Voidbringers anymore because then we're talking about ourselves. But it wasn't the Voidbringers that killed my family. It was actually you, Dalinar. So that's a nice little dig. And it kind of shows like, okay, okay, maybe here's a little bit of this Song of Ice and Fire politicking here. A little dig here. I like that. And so the mink is still a thing. And then this magical map that Dalinar and Shallan create together is also still a thing. So that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. If you like Phantology, check us out at www.phantologybooks.com for our full catalog. We do a lot more than just Rhythm of War reviews, other Stormlight stuff, First Law stuff, Dresden stuff, Wheel of Time stuff, a lot of, I mean, a lot of the big series. So if you like fantasy books uh, past Stormlight Archive, give us a, give us a check out there on the phantologybooks.com website. And if you want to support the channel, go to patreon.com slash phantology underscore books and please join discord our invite links are on all of our social posts and you can find a lot of discussion we actually just upgraded the discord i'm calling it phantology 2.0 so when you enter the discord you can choose which series you like and you will have channels opened up just for those series so you don't get series sprawl bringing it back full circle to the viewpoint sprawl at the beginning of the episode so thanks for listening See everyone next week for another Stormlight Rhythm of War episode.